Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Shin Ling. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Welcome to the Square Apple Show. I'm Shining, and in this episode, I'll teach you one hack to make yourself feel happy when your company embarks on building machines to replace you. If you're thinking to yourself, how bizarre can Shining get? Listen on. Based on a study conducted in 2017 by McKinsey and Company titled Jobs Lost, Jobs Gained, Workforce, Workforce Trans- Transitions in a Time of Automation, it projects that up to one-third of all work activities will be automated by 2030. The number varies across the 46 countries studied, and in Singapore, it is predicted that 24% of the work activities will be displaced. Another study by OECD published in 2018 finds that 14% of jobs across 32 countries are highly vulnerable, which means that there's at least a 70% chance of automation. For those of you listening to the podcast now, these may not just be numbers or projections. It may be reality that you are facing right now. Maybe the next meeting that you are going into is with a consultant or technology vendor who is trying to understand what you are doing now so that it can be performed cheaper, better, faster by artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotic process automation, etc. etc. How do you feel? Are you worried that you will eventually be replaced by machines? Are you worried that your expertise and source of power will no longer be valued? What will you do to ensure that your job and your source of power is secured? Your worries and concerns are things that I deal with on a daily basis. You see, I'm a change management consultant, and simply put, when companies go into big projects that impact the work and livelihood of many employees, I help them to plan and manage the journey so people's resistance to the change will be minimised and adoption will be maximised. I'm usually involved in large-scale, organisation-wide changes where there are significant technology, process and structural changes. In such projects, one of the first activities that the project team undertake is to study from key business users what is the nature of the current job so that they can ascertain how much of it can be undertaken by machines. The extent of the disruption to the existing work process varies. At times, the machine can at best automate a certain portion of what you do. At other times, processes are redesigned such that the machines can automate the work of an entire department. When I was a junior consultant sitting in these meetings, I've always wondered how the business users feel. 
While the consultants get all excited selling their latest single button that changes the world, I always wondered how business users have the motivation to tell the consultant or technology vendor all the information that is required. Their livelihood is at risk. If I were in their position, I would definitely resist these initiatives. As I became more matured and sophisticated in understanding the levers to manage change, this resistance would be something I proactively looked out for and managed in projects that I'm involved in. There was a particular project that left a very deep impression in me. This was a project for a very large local organisation. And part of its work involves processing documents that the customers have submitted to check whether they are complete and accurate. I was part of the consultant team which has been tasked to develop a blueprint on how to transform this line of business so that they can be more customer-centric and improve productivity. Frankly, this department was a management consultant's wet dream because there were so many opportunities of process redesign and automation that would yield very significant quantitative benefits to the organisation and its customers. I vividly recall the day when we were due to present our initial blueprint. We had spent a lot of time collecting baseline data and the client's current work practices and translated them into beautiful mock-up screenshots that consist either of one button or simply dashboards to show what the machines can do while the clients slept at night. We were all very excited and our good work was very well received and acknowledged by our client sponsor. However, when our client sponsor asked her head of department for comments, her response seemed lukewarm. Or if I may be frank... Her response was cold. Uh, looks good lah. Have to see how. I turned around and looked at her as she spoke. And I thought there was an overcast over her face, which was definitely a stark contrast to her cheery self, which I saw at the beginning of the meeting. Then it dawned upon me. How could she possibly be happy that a machine is going to come and take over 40-50% to 50% of the work that she and her department is doing. What were her people going to do if they didn't need to, need, they didn't need to work on those transactions? After the meeting, the client sponsor kept us back. She told us to be sensitive when talking about the productivity savings that the automation would bring about, because the users may interpret it as a potential job loss. She said that it is not the intention to retrench any employee in this organisational transformation, so she doesn't want her staff to get any wrong ideas early in the project. We started to prepare to develop low-fidelity prototypes based on a mock-up to gather more user feedback about functions and features we want to have inside the suite of applications. From our experience at the meeting, the team and I wanted to make sure that we make use of this engagement opportunity to get a sensing of how other users felt about the change and also allay their fears if possible. So in addition to asking them how they like certain functions and features, we added this question. 
if you had more time now, what are some of the projects or things that you would like to work on but never had the time to do so? We didn't expect how that single question changed the paradigm of the users. Some of them told us about the special projects that they would like to focus on but were too bogged down with the transaction work. Others told us that they would like to spend more time to get to know the customers better so that they can understand the rationale behind some of the numbers they see in the documents. Some told us they would like to spend more time in training and conferences to maintain relevancy and currency in their work so that they can serve their clients better. Initially, the users thought we were shrinking their pie, but we have successfully redirected their focus to expanding the pie. When we subsequently presented the findings to the senior management, they also appreciated that we addressed what seemed to be the elephant in the room around the project. Both the bosses and the staff are eventually happy. So what is the framework that we are leveraging on to change the employee's mindset? The rider, which is the rational self that analyzes and deliberates. Such strategies are usually about giving specific instructions to direct the rider to the destination or endpoint so that they don't get lost in the maze of information. Secondly, it is to appeal to the elephant, which is the emotional self that is more instinctive. The strategies to motivate the elephant would be around shrinking the change so that it's more achievable and not so intimidating, and encouraging a growth mindset, and finding personal meaning in the change. Finally, we can also change the path, which is around changing the habits of the people or changing the environment so that it's easier for everyone to adopt the change. In the story that I've shared above, we have changed the mindset by appealing to the elephant. We have reframed the issue to focus the attention on the personal gain rather than the loss. If we change the way we look at things, the things we look at will change. How can you be possibly happy if your boss tells you that you'll be replaced by a machine? If you are the boss, how can you tell your employees that their job will be replaced by a robot? Try thinking about how you can align change with personal gains for yourself or the person you are trying to influence. If you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly slash squareapple. That's bit dot ly forward slash s-q-u-a-r-e-a-p-p-l-e. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show 
and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.